0: Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. What's up, folks? How are we? Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Can you feel it? Do you feel it in your little tummy? Can you hear it? Can you hear the ball hitting the back? Can you hear the ball hitting the glove? What well, sounds like it's right around the corner. Things are looking up. You know, now we can go outside. I live in Maryland. The governor just said now we can golf, we can fish, we can play tennis, we can go camping, hunting, horseback riding, we can go boating. And then the one we're all excited about, Archery. <laughs> what the hell brought that on in the in the meeting room the decision? It's not like there are a thousand people lined up down in Federal Hill with their archery signs blocking traffic. Thank God, life can get back to normal now. I can shoot my bow and arrow, but 26 seconds after Hogan announced that golf courses will be open, I got a call from a friend of mine. 7 a.m. T time tomorrow, let's do it. Didn't want to. I love golfing, golf all the time. But. Just didn't feel like waking up at 7 a.m. to play golf. It was going to be 42 degrees and rainy at that time. You know, if this was last year, I would have easily said, no, my wife and I are doing X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to be busy. You can't use that. Now you just got to bitch out and say, look, man, I don't want to wake up in the cold and play golf. You can't use excuses anymore, especially with today. I was going to say, look, man, I have archery lessons tomorrow now. Finally, we can get back out there and shoot some bow and arrows. Can't play golf. But things are looking up. Now we can leave the house without feeling like a drone's going to come down and tell us to get back in the house. There's a lot that I want to talk to you guys about. Hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good shit. Well, it was an exciting time. If you're a sports fan, we actually got to watch live baseball on TV. Even if it was in South Korea, 6,600 miles away, who cares? It was a live sporting event. Did you tune in? I did. I didn't watch hours and innings of it. I think combined innings I've watched, probably four. And it was exciting. I like the pace of the game. I definitely want to get into that a little bit later. I like some of the rules. I like what's going on outside the game. (laughs) Very entertaining for the viewer. I'm digging it. Might continue to be a fan. Try to pick my favorite team. A gentleman by the name of Kevin wanted to chime in. Uh, I wanted to add on to the most hated player. He threw a couple of them at us last week. Jamie, she said Marcus Stroman. She didn't like his attitude. Has a chip on his shoulder. (laughs) She said she didn't like all that wind-up bullshit that he does. Basically showing off. John Heyman, speaking of baseball, and I think he's one of the biggest tools on Twitter. And the reason why is because he blocks you. If you disagree for something that he says on Twitter, he will block you. That's one of the biggest douchey bullshit things, in my opinion, on Twitter. But, hey, you can do it. It's your right. Fuck it. Whatever. Uh, but he tweeted out the other day, he said, more possible MLB changes for 2020. says, limited travel, no cross-country flights, more divisional play, expanded rosters, taxi squads, expanded playoffs. And then he says, more experiments like runner on second base and extra innings. It's probably to get this shit going. Come on. Someone might have a virus. We got to get home. More double headers, fewer off days, no high-fiving or spitting. Uh, that's discouraged or forbidden, which is going to be tough. It's a habit. They're constantly spitting, constantly high-fiving. I used to do it all the time when I played sports. Sometimes I got it fucked up. I'd spit on someone and then high-five myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, I saw people commenting as well in the tweet saying uh, you know the players telling him not to spit or high five is going to be impossible but I'm thinking hey NFL players are starting to learn not to tackle so of course we'll continue to keep our eyes open to see when the league starts we talk about it every week we keep thinking it's getting closer and closer but things are looking up you know they're letting people out now uh, to horseback riding you can shoot your bow and arrow now Uh, you can you can even play tennis tennis aren't you like 12 feet away that's what I didn't understand. If you're playing one-on-one tennis, that's plenty of space. I don't know if they're getting ping pong mixed up with tennis. As long as you don't play doubles, you're fine. I, I didn't get that. I don't know. But something else, real quick, I wanted to get to that everyone's been talking about, I'm sure, in the past 24 to 48 hours. Uh the MLB announced five round draft picks. Now, I thought it was gonna be 10. They announced it's only gonna be five. Which is odd that they're even doing this because the decision is only saving each team about $1 million. I see a lot of people complaining, you know, the rich is going to get richer. So last year, the MLB draft, 1,217 players is what is how many players they drafted. This year, 160 players will be drafted. And this really sucks for kids who are most likely going to be selected in late rounds, you know? They can still get drafted, but still takes a big old dump on their party. And I was looking into this, some of the big-time players that we obviously know, you know, 6th through 10th round over the past decade. Guys like Jacob DeGrom, Dallas Keuchel, Paul Goldschmidt, Kyle Hendricks, Brian Dozier, of course, Trey Mancini. I'm sure you're familiar with that name. So, the Orioles have six picks. Number two, number 30, 39, 7,403, and 133. These will be the draft spots and slot values. First pick's going to be $7.7 million. And then their uh, number thirty competitive balance round A, which is you know the lowest revenue clubs, smallest markets, they're eligible, and round A usually falls between the first and second rounds. Their pick is number thirty with a slot value of two point three, and then from there it goes one point nine, eight hundred and forty four thousand five sixty five, four twenty two, and again the new draft rules will allow teams to sign an unlimited number of undrafted players for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> They get to choose, and a lot of people are saying, well, it's going to be obvious. They're all going to just go to the Yankees and Dodgers. Like, of course, they're going to want to go to the big-name teams, you know, teams like the Marlins and the Orioles. You know, they're not going to get anyone. That's not true. My argument to that is why would you want to go to a team, getting drafted, draft, you know, the $20,000 contract, and then you can't even prove yourself because you're you're clogged up on a wall of talent above you, wouldn't you want to go on a team that you can help out, that you'll know you'll probably get a chance to go on that team and do well and be seen and be noticed? You won't be surrounded by all this talent? I don't know. It could be wrong. Somebody may write in and say, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard you say. Of course, I want to go on to a big-time team and get a championship ring. What are you talking about? My time to shine. But for comparison... Of that twenty thousand, last year, six round bonus slots ranged from a high of three hundred and one thousand to two hundred and thirty-seven. So anyway, just a bunch of money that you and I will never see in a lifetime. You know, you hear what the owners make down to the players these days. I say to myself every year, God dang, these guys are making too much money. But I'd love to hear from you if you have a big opinion about this decision that baseball made with the draft, chaos at gmail.com. But in the same conversation, you may be like, I don't give a shit. This is all boring to me. I don't care about the competitive balance round A and how much slot value. And pfft, I get it. I hear you. But if this does interest you and you are concerned and it makes you angry, you know I'd love to hear from you. Send in an email. Love to hear what's on your mind about that. chaos at gmail.com. Now, if you want to move on to a bonker-ass, crazy shit story that gets the juices flowing, I'm sure if I said the name Earl Thomas right now, even if you don't follow football or the Ravens, I'm sure right about now you're going, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know all about Earl Thomas and his shit right now. Uh, But it was no thing, like Earl says, these things happen. No big deal. Happens all the time. Boy, did he fuck up. And what's ironic is I kind of fucked up talking about this situation. I was in the same room with my wife talking with a friend of mine about the Earl Thomas situation and instead of saying boy he really messed up cheating on his wife I said he messed up by getting caught. And of course my wife looks at me and then when I hang up the phone she's like why is that the messed up part and then you know I have to pretend i having a seizure so I get out of those kind of arguments. Anyway. Guy gets called, he's in bed with his brother naked, they're banging out some other woman having a threesome, his wife comes barging in, holds a gun up to his head, police come, they gotta, you know, break up the shit show, she finds out where he is, I guess she logged on his Snapchat and found the location and then played detective, she figured out there was a, I think it was a purple light in the room, so she figured out the location where he was. Looked for the purple light and then, boom, kicked down the door like a WWE wrestler and then just came in with the gun, apparently. I, I don't know. I didn't really read word for word the article. I had more fun just reading the tweets. And I know that sounds bad. It wasn't my life that kind of got fucked up there. I feel bad for the woman. I know a lot of people, I'm not going to be fans of Earl Thomas. He's a piece of shit. Bop, 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 bop. He's not even going to be a Raven, which, yes, he will be. The Ravens are not going to cut him. Uh, professional sport teams do not cut people for cheating on their spouse. You know, that that's just not what is going to happen here. And pro football talk on Twitter the other day was like, yep, the Ravens are getting ready to release him. And then I, I think less than 24 hours, a another tweet. Just kidding. Never mind. No, they're not. Because any you see a player fuck up like this in sports, you think automatically these days now, they're done. They're gone. Zero tolerance because of social media. It's out there. Everyone's talking about it. They don't want that. I know a lot of people, I, I'm, not, I'm not fond of him anymore. I'm not a fan. I say it here all the time on the podcast. As soon as you have a player on your favorite team who helps your team win, you're going to forgive him. Earl makes a big play. I, look, I know he messed up. He's human. you hear all the sport fans who didn't like him in the beginning of the season hear people say like well haven't you screwed up in life before what you've never made mistakes (laughs) and then of course on the other side if the guy makes a bad play and doesn't make the tackle everyone's gonna say well they should have got rid of him anyway sport fans they're brutal You know, something else is going to come up that's going to distract us from talking about Earl Thomas' situation, but it's been quite interesting the past 48, 72 hours reading all the shit on Twitter. It's been funny. Again, I feel bad saying it's funny because it's not my life that got fucked up, but it's out there. Who knows now? Maybe people now will write into the show and say, you know what? My most hated player is Earl Thomas. I know he doesn't play baseball, but what he did was disgusting. I don't like him. And now... He is the most hated player in my book. Speaking of which, I want to get to that. gentleman by the name of Kevin wrote in. Again, Full count chaos at gmail.com. He starts off the email with saying, uh, first two guys he wants to throw out here. Again, he threw a few of them out at us, which is fine. If you have a list of 50, send them in. Oh, and by the way, you know who's having a blast with this uh, whole Earl Thomas situation is our, our friend, friend of the show, Eric from Barstool Uh, because he's a Tennessee Titans fan. I've been seeing him on Twitter. Just having a lot of fun with it. He's going to be on the show next week, going to be calling in. I'm sure we'll bring this up, go back and forth a little bit. Uh, But anyway, Kevin writes in. He uh, starts off with A-Rod Giambi, most hated player, for obvious reasons. And A-Rod's wife, J-Lo, I got to say something here real quick. Obviously, we saw her halftime, Super Bowl. We all said, no way, she's 50. Well, (laughs) the movie The Hustler... Uh, She plays a stripper. Now, the movie was terrible, but holy shit. J-Lo put on some dental floss and says, you know what? I'll show you that I don't look 50 and I don't feel 50 and I can bend in ways that you never thought I could and holy shit she did. Now, I'm sitting there watching it with my wife and (laughs) some of the scenes, you know, I'm trying to play it cool. She's looking at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, trying to play it off like, oh, she's she's going to pull a muscle. She's got to be careful, you know, but I, I'm starting to sweat. Some of these scenes, it's just like, holy hell. But Jennifer Lopez did things in that movie that gave me feelings in my body I haven't felt since I was 14. So God bless her. <laughs> so if you want to take a gander, check it out. The Hustler with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, anyway, moving on. Kevin also said another guy who is most hated player, Aubrey Huff. Again, another guy I'm sure a lot of people can agree with. He's lost his fucking mind, Aubrey Huff. Some of the uh, things you said on Twitter lately, he put a tweet out a few months ago. I remember he was agreeing with someone about going over to Iran and kidnapping women. I'm going to pull, I bet if I Googled it right now, I would find it. Hold on. Bup, uh, bup, bup. Bu- Yeah, there it is. So a guy on Twitter, this was in January of this year. A guy on Twitter, I don't know who this guy is, says, we should invade Iran and take their bitches. Persian girls are hot as fuck without the headgear, and you know they know how to act. All right, really fucked up thing to say. Again, I don't know who that guy is. And then Aubrey Huff retweets that, comments on it, and says, let's get a flight over and kidnap about 10 each. We can bring them back here as they fan us and feed us grapes amongst other things. Aubrey Huff this was a baseball player. Kids looked up to, had their his baseball cards. The guy has lost his fucking mind. Now I haven't read his book yet. Kevin did. I don't think he said in the email whether or not he liked it. I think it just convinced him more how uh, what a what a creepy was. But yeah, he's a lunatic. But then Kevin gives a personal example, a, a personal experience of dealing with a player that caused him to say, all right, this is one of my most hated players, Tim Beckham. You remember him? Kevin says, as most remember, he came over in a trade, played good for one month, and then struggled the rest of the time. Yeah, we all remembered that. I remembered um, uh, Tim Beckham's first hit as an oil; He completely destroyed it. Hit a home run, went like 450 feet. I want to say that was in Cleveland or Chicago. Ah, shit, I can't remember. Anyway, I just remember when he hit that, I said, "Uh uh-oh, that only means he's going to shit the bed from here on out. And boy, did he. Not only in the batter's box, but defensively as well. Anyway, so uh, Kevin reminds us of that. Then he says, last season, I attended the plan holder autographs, and it's a time thing where they sign for 40 minutes before the game. He says he was waiting in line for his table and Tim Beckham looked at his watch and got up. Well, the O's rep told him he had to sign five more minutes as it you know they agreed upon a time. So Beckham throws a little tantrum, grabs a bunch of his cards, signs them, throws them back on the table, sits down with his arms folded, acting like a little bitch. <laughs> Kevin says it was such a bad move and in front of fans, and I lost all respect for him at that point. Happens all the time, man. Athletes, movie stars, musicians, whatever reason someone's famous, they just completely forget people pay good freaking money to go see him. Even if they're not paying money, they're there to see you, and you're going to throw a little tantrum like that and act like an ass. So I completely understand why Kevin says, yeah, I'm going to throw Tim Beckham in Most Hated Player. Stand in line like that, you just want an autograph, say, hey, I'm a big fan. He throws a tantrum, and he knows people can see it. The way Kevin explained it, if he saw it, everybody else saw it. fuck's your problem? I'm going to throw a little tantrum like that. You know, and I know everyone has bad days. You walk up to someone, hey, can I have an autograph? They might be having a bad day. They might be out eating with their family, with their kid, whatever the case is. But when you are at an event where you know you're there for the fans, and that's what you agreed to do, you can't throw a tantrum. Now, I've never had any baseball players act like an ass towards me. Never had an experience with that. The one athlete, sports athlete, well, I, I, I should say that lightly, Joe Flacco. He acted like a huge dick personally to me. Where was I? Mike Woods 8th Avenue and Glen Burnie. was like some auction party. A lot of the Raven players were there as well. Very expensive tickets. My father-in-law bought my wife and I some tickets. It was really cool. We got to sit down with the Raven players. and uh, There was one auction, though. I remember Terrell Suggs was sitting one table over with his wife, and i pretty sure it was the same wife with the whole bleach incident. But the one fucked up thing was, I remember with what his wife did, is one of the auctions, a guy gets on the mic, auctions off, uh, I forget what the amount he started off at, but it was to go to Jimmy's Seafood and uh, sit with like 10 Raven players and have crabs and beers and just hang out with them. And Terrell Sugg's wife was upbidding like $200 every other offer. So people, you know, not look, we don't have money like these fucking star athletes do who play football so Terrell Suggs, I remember, had to turn around to his wife and tell, and yelled at her. It was like, stop, cut it out. You know, because people were trying to bid. They wanted to do it. But she kept bidding up, up and up and up and up and up and up. And people couldn't win it. Now, the guy on the mic should have turned around and said, all right, you know, enough. Come on, these are for the fans. But I think he started at like $50. And because of her, somebody... I mean, you know, I guess I had the money. But somebody wanted to spend like $1,500 to eat crabs with Raven players. But anyway, I got... Sidetrack there I just suddenly remembered that I forgot about that I was kind of fucked up but so I'm walking out of Michael's 8th Avenue and Joe Flacco is about four feet away from me and he would hold like a paper plate up to his face so no one could take photos like what a douchebag dickhead thing to do like who the fuck are you but I walked up to him to uh to say hey Joe big fan good luck, because it was Saturday night, they had a game Sunday at home, and he said something like, all right, man, close enough, and I said, good luck, he said, yeah, 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 close enough, (laughs) that's what he said, he said, close enough, I mean, that's what you say to people now, you know, hey, close enough, six feet, close enough, what a dick, never liked him anyway, that just uh, sealed the deal, wasn't a fan, but Kevin Appreciate you sending in an email. Again, Full count chaos at gmail.com. So he threw a bunch of them. Tim Beckham, Aubrey Huff, A-Rod, Giambi. Love to hear from you folks. Anybody else out there plays in the league? Most hated player. just don't like them. So it was a kind of exciting this week. Got to watch some live sports. South Korean Baseball League, the KBO, Korea Baseball Organization, Came on TV live. ESPN was airing it. I was seeing it all over the place. On Twitter, people were live streaming it on Instagram. It was pretty cool. Finally, some live sporting event on your TV. I didn't care that I didn't know who these guys were or what this team was. Didn't care. And there wasn't anyone in the crowd either. But I was just excited. I got to sit there. I got some chills knowing that that life is starting to feel a little normal again. But the uh, league did announce that if any player, manager, umpire, if they test positive for corona, the entire league shuts down for three weeks, which is good. They should do that. But I'm digging it. I like how they, with the cheerleaders, the chants, the dances that they have, it's kind of crazy. I like it. Now, the Nationals, when you go to their stadium, they had cheerleaders jumping around on the dugout, doing backflips, throwing t-shirts out. I don't know. It wasn't like the cheerleaders that they have in this uh, in the Korean League now, watching the KBO, they they put the camera on the cheerleaders a lot, and they're constantly smiling, constantly, even when they don't even know the camera's on them. And maybe the catcher's talking to the pitcher, and they put the camera on, it and they're just smiling. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know if they stuck Botox in their cheeks, or they like glued their lips up under their on their teeth. It's like isn't your face getting a Charlie horse right now? They're just constantly smiling, but good for them. Maybe they get a shit ton of money, and they say, hey, the more you smile, the more money you get. But I also liked how each pitcher, they have 12 seconds to pitch the next pitch, and that's great. I love it. Uh, it's always cracked me up. Gary Thorne, anytime he's watching a game and the pitcher, you know, there's pitchers out there that take forever to throw the ball, and he's going, come on, throw the ball. That always drives him nuts, which I agree. It's like, throw the fucking ball, man. Let's get this game moving. So every year it's 144 game season. Obviously this year they started late, but each team plays the other nine in equal sixteen times. And the playoffs, which is interesting, going to kind of read half of this here. Um, before the North Korean series can begin, the number four and the number five teams play in a best of three, kind of like a wild card series. Now the number five team comes in already in an 0-1 hole. <laughs> Now the number four team can advance with a single victory or tie. Yes, they allow ties in base in this league in the playoffs as well. So if it's a tie, it goes to the number four seed, off they go. Now the wild card winner out of that game advances to play the number three team in a best of five series, with that winner then playing the number two team in another best of five series and so on. Now, who are the best teams? You know, if you were to start watching this league and you just wanted to be a bandwagon fan and find out which team is, is the funnest to watch and cheer for, uh, the Lions, they've won eight championships lately. The Bears, they've won six. and But then you've got the Tigers, who've won 11 since the league has started, but most of them came during the 80s. And then they won one in 2010 and one in 2017. Now, the Bears have won it lately. They were the ones who won in 2019. So maybe that's a team that you want to jump on and say, hey, I'm a big Bears fan. That's my team because they're winning all the time. And there are some Oriole players who are playing in this league. I'm sure you've heard of them. Mike Wright. <laughs> oh, I'm sure a lot of people were happy to see that day when Mike Wright finally left the Orioles. And then you got Tyler Wilson. I He pitched for the Orioles a little bit. Couldn't stand him. Kid looks like he's twelve years old. Would always get rocked. Oh, it always drove me nuts watching him pitch. And some other players playing the league like Luke Scott. We all, of course, remember him from the Orioles. And I didn't realize Philip UMBER. He was the guy who pitched uh, for the White Sox, and he had a perfect game in April of twenty twelve. But off he went. You know, you got to do what you need to do to put the money and the food on the table for the family. So good for them, but yeah, I've been watching a little bit of it. I think combined five innings I've watched. You know what? I've been watching a little bit of highlights. Like I said, some people are live streaming on Instagram and other shit on Twitter and stuff happening on YouTube. So their life's starting to feel like it's getting back to normal. You know, especially now that they're letting you have archery, <laughs> that, that, that always makes you feel normal. But you, you, you know, a, most states are opening back up they have a specific date i think maryland is one of the only states that still does not have a specific date that they're going to open up and it sounds like it's 50 50 some people are like let's go i need some money others are like no i don't want to die so who the fuck knows what's going to happen but just seeing live baseball on tv and knowing we can start doing shit things are starting to feel normal again We'll see what happens. So again, I'd love to hear from you. Again, full count chaos at gmail.com. I know I say that a million times. I'm just trying to nail it in your head. Next episode, Eric from Barstool, friend of the show, is gonna be calling in, having some fun, getting a little weird. So that should be a lot of fun. Till next time. See!